This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome back in. We're doing actual forward-looking football content, right? This is crazy. We haven't really had anything in the sports world, but the NFL is keeping us on schedule with thinking about different topics about the future year if it, if it comes to fruition. And, and I, I think we, we hit this out of the park last year with our live mock drafts. So I wanted to bring it back to the Brownstone Breakdown YouTube channel, bring it back to the, to the podcast for audio version as well, and hopefully you guys can enjoy this. I bring back two of my favorites, Brendan Leister, Pro Football Focus. Brendan, how are you, buddy? Doing good, man. Looking forward to it. How are you? I'm good, my friend. I'm good. And I bring here Mike Krupka, our man, Nothing But The Dogs podcast, which is doing fantastic stuff and uh, still contributing over at Dogs By Nature. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How about you? I'm good, guys. I'm good. I think this will be fun because I, I have a lot of good draft banter with these fellas. And uh, we carved out a little bit of time in our – I guess it's, we're not busy, but we kind of are busy, right? Like, Got to find something to do with our significant others, but we can get a little time to ourselves here to talk football. So we're going to do the draft network, um, uh, you know, predictive board and all that fun stuff we did last year. We have sent through the first 10 or sorry, first nine picks. Some surprises off come off the board here for the podcast listeners. Burrow goes one, Chase Young goes second, Jeffrey Kuda goes third. So it holds to relatively normal. Then Clavon Chase, uh, is it, help me out here, guys. Is it chasing? Am I saying hey, that Levon, right? Chase on. Caleb on chase on look, yeah. look, look at these guys killing me. Um, so, I mean, a severe surprise there. I don't, I don't know if the giants go that direction, but they do weird things in New York. Um, nonetheless, he has gone early. The dolphins take their tackle. Tristan Wirfs, one of the Browns interesting targets is gone there at five. Isaiah Simmons, another Browns target is gone at six to the chargers. Pick seven. Derek Brown goes to the Panthers. Mackay. Is it Mackie or Mackay? Mackay Becton. Mackay. Mackay. That's what I figured. My, my, my speech guys are here with me to help me out. They, uh, they go to the Cardinals at eight, and then Javon or Javon Kenlaw goes nine to South Car- or from South Carolina goes to the Jags. So um, on the board of the highest ranked through uh, the Draft Network's big board is Tua Tagovailoa is their, their third-ranked prospect still on the board, which it's feasible. We talked about this, that, that Tua could drop due to medicals and, and teams not feeling quite comfortable being able to get him in-house and talk to him and see how he's – recovering 
Uh, Justin Herbert is their fourth ranked prospect still on the board. And then we get into sort of the Browns territory here, which is Andrew Thomas, Jedrick Wills still on the board, among other offensive tackles, Josh Jones, Ezra Cleveland, and of the likes are also Austin Jackson. Many names in that second sort of air quote second tier of tackles are all there. Um, so this is where things get interesting. I'm going to put this on the floor. We'll start with Brendan. You look at pick 10 based on what the board shows. Are you compelled to pick here or would you consider a trade down or can, you know, talking to somebody about a trade down teams might be moving up for a quarterback. They might want to come get to it. They might want to come get Herbert. Are you going to uh, be on the side of trying to get your tackle of choice here? Or would you consider a move back? I think for me, I would be interested to hear what teams that are interested in the quarterback, you know, what they uh, are willing to offer to move up. But then at the same time, I really like Andrew Thomas a lot. Um, I do like Josh Jones quite a bit. And it looks like based on this predictive board that we would be able to drop back quite a bit probably and get him, but still it's a risk. And then after those two, um, I do like Ezra Cleveland, but you know, he's not quite up there with, for me. So um, I would be interested in hearing what the QB needy, needy teams uh, are willing to offer or even the wide receiver needy teams. Cause I think after pick 10, there's probably going to be quite a few teams in a row that are all looking to jockey for position to get a wide receiver. But um, it really just comes down to the offer. I'd be really interested in getting another second round pick, especially. Um, but yeah, I would also be comfortable with taking Andrew Thomas at 10. Absolutely. Mike, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I see at least two, two or three teams on the board that I think we could try to maneuver a trade with. I, I'm a big fan of Josh Jones. So like, like Brendan said, I would love to explore at least the, the possibility of moving back to 15 or 18 with maybe the, the Broncos or the Dolphins um, and to see if we can land Jones there and potentially net an extra second round pick. I'm with you. I think if I look at this board based on teams that would be really hungry to move up to get a guy that is still on the board, I lean 18 with the Dolphins. And I still think we could get a really good player there, a tackle. Um, so we will we will try to move to 15 or 18, see what we can get, and uh, we will we will come back with what the the draft network gives us here as a result. Okay, so I'm going to pause this real quick because I, I, this part is really boring for people. Yeah. So in real time, we just wasted about 10 minutes of each other's time going back and forth on on trades that we never made. We decided to sit still. We offered a couple deals to. Um, uh, I think we 15 for the Broncos, maybe moving up for Henry Ruggs or something um, along those lines, a wide receiver of their choice. Then we went to 18, which is the Dolphins potentially moving up for a quarterback. None of them accepted the idea of giving us back a second round pick. In reality, real life, I think it's a bit more feasible. I think those teams might be hungry for a playmaker from Denver, and they, they are definitely going to be quarterback hungry in Miami. So it probably comes to fruition, but they denied us, and we had an internal discussion. Would we move back to pick – uh, 19 Oakland pick 21 Philly or pick 22 and we came to the consensus of no Brendan why did you pick no um, because I just I'm a lot more comfortable with Andrew Thomas um, I like Josh Jones as a player who would, who would have been our target if we had moved back but I think Andrew Thomas just looks like the tackle that in most classes goes in the top five I've thought that all along since I saw him for the first time um, I just think everything about his profile is that he's going to be a good, solid offensive uh, starting offensive tackle in the NFL for a long time. And I really like his fit for the Browns 
as a pass protector and also in the wide zone scheme. So I'm just really comfortable with him at 10. Mike? Yeah, I won't repeat that stuff, but I'll talk about the value that we saw in the trades. And I think that's for me, in addition to the evaluation of the player, where that makes the most sense to stay put um, and pick Thomas. Uh, if we would have got a better return for what we were offering, I think it could have become more of a discussion. But as it is, let's let's pick the big man and, and move on with it. All right, so we're going to put in the card, or we're going to Skype call, or however they're going to do it this year. You're going to pick Andrew Thomas. Do you guys want to say anything about why we didn't take Wills just as this is going on? Because I know some people are going to look at this and they're going to say, well, why didn't they take Wills? A lot of people are saying he's the best tackle. Like, what's Mike, Yeah, Mike, go ahead. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be an interesting debate. I think Wills as a – as as both in both phases, pass blocking and rush blocking is is excellent. Um, I think it's really just going to come down to preference, and I would be open to either player. To be quite honest, um, looking at Wills's performance in the combine, I thought he had a lot of wow moments in, in the power department. When I saw him moving and then translating that movement to power, I thought that was impressive. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really just going to come down to preference. I'm with you. I see uh, I see some issues, right tackle to left tackle, that is a transition. Look, he's good enough to do it, but I don't know. I, I, I need to – you know, there's projection there. There's projection in the wide zone stuff. There's – there's. he's a good – I think he's a good prospect. I, if Cleveland took him, I would I would certainly be supportive of it if they gave the right responses in, in their press conference about why they did it and why they believe in him if they took him over some other guys that I think fit a little bit better. But if you watch his film, the dude's a mauler, and he's an athlete, and he can play. Like, I have, I'd have no film – or sorry, no, no problem taking the guy at all. And, 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 uh, but I do think there are better fits right now. And I think Andrew Thomas is certainly a better fit for what Cleveland wants to do. And is a day one guy that I think you can plug at left tackle place he's comfortable with. And you have two pretty solid tackles and you can, you can rock and roll. So, um, you know, Brendan and I have this conversation all the time. We have fits, we have guys we like, but at the end of the day, they take who they take and we hope that they make the right decision with something justifiable behind it and don't say something that sounds like the ball sounds different coming off of his foot. We don't want those answers. We want real, real actual answers that make sense, right? So, um, but yeah, that's a good conversation. And, you know, I, unfortunately we didn't get to have that conversation about Worfs. He's gone early. Um, that might be a conversation that gets had and the Browns might have to have that about if they like Worfs or if they like you know, and can trust him moving to the left side and all of that stuff. So we will see how that shakes out. And this won't be our only one of these leading into the draft. So we might have something different come along. Um, the Falcons, uh, there, there are two running backs taken the next few picks, which is, is just, is just wild. Uh, you know, Dobbins goes 16 to Atlanta and DeAndre Swift, or DeAndre Swift goes 14 to the Bucks. That's not going to happen. I just don't see running backs going that Tava Big could have just called us. We yeah. would have given them Kareem Hunt if they just give us a two. That's all we want. I would even be talked into a three. We could, right. We could, we could oh, I it. agree 100%. Yeah. Well, Tua goes to Jacksonville, which is even crazier. He goes to 20. Herbert goes to New England, which that would be something. Um, anyway, we'll keep going. Some of the interior defensive linemen that are of interest to us. Neville Gallimore is gone. Uh, Ross Blacklock is gone. Linebacker Kenneth Murray goes to the Ravens, of course. I picked 28. Mm -hmm. Um, linebacker Patrick Queen uh, of interest and linebacker Malik Harrison go early in the second round uh, to Brooks Detroit, too. New York. Yep, Jordan Brooks is gone. Uh, Epines is gone. And now we're up to pick 41 with some interesting names on the board. So uh, I'm interested in what you guys think in terms of names. Or let me say this. According to the Draft Network, the team needs are 
Uh, first and foremost, offensive tackle, which we knocked out. Safety is a second team need linebacker. Third team need interior offensive line, which to me is not ahead of defensive line. Like I just had this conversation with Jerry Mueller. Like they're in the point next year where if they don't, if guys don't perform well, they could only have Miles Garrett. Like they're losing Olivier Vernon, whether now or later, he's gone at the end of the year. You don't know what you're getting out of the interior defensive line. You've got some guys you've got high hopes for, and if they all play well, that's great. But if things don't go well for them and the value doesn't line, it's like Miles Garrett and you figure it out. So they need to draft interior D-line or D-end at some point. So that needs to be higher. So safety linebacker, interior D-line is up there for me. Wide receiver also at some point will be up there for me. So based on these needs, fellas, um, let's talk through positions about what is available. So if we went – um, interior defensive line. Justin Matibuque is available, Texas A&M. Raquan Davis is available. Davon Hamilton's available. Ohio State, Jordan Elliott, Missouri is available. Rashard Lawrence from LSU is available. And we'll stop there. That's all that is inside the top 100. Uh, we will talk about edges that are available. Terrell Lewis from Alabama. Uh, Curtis Weaver from Boise State. Uh, Julian Okwara from uh, Notre Dame. Uh, Joshua, U- help me out here, last name. Uche? Uche. Uche. Gotcha. Nailed Uche. it. Got it right. Uche is available. Jonathan Grenard is available. And Darrell Taylor, Tennessee, is available inside the top 100. You look at safeties. Antoine Winfield is available. Minnesota, Jeremy Chin, Southern Illinois available. Kyle Duggar. It's a big group of safeties available here. Ashton yeah. Davis, Cal Product, Terrell Burgess, Utah. And then Kavon Wallace, uh, also available inside the top 100. Do you guys see a player that you would like there, or would you want to move back? So the floor is yours. We'll start with Mike this time. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, I think it's important uh, with this pick to land a playmaker, um, not a guy that is going to develop. So I guess when I, when I look at the safety group, the guy that jumps off the screen to me is Antoine Winfield. Definitely a playmaker. Definitely a guy you can stick in the back. Um and let them just make plays on the ball. I think a lot of the other safeties that are listed in the top 100 right now are more strong safeties. And so that that's why I would lean there when it comes to the safeties. The other guy that that's leaning uh, or sticking out to me um, would be Justin Matabuiki. And I would say don't, don't, I shouldn't discount wide receiver. Like they're very talented wide receivers up there. If they're the best player available, they'll consider them. So if you have a guy there you're interested in, feel free to, to, to throw that out to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I threw out a draft that I really loved earlier, I think, this week with um, LaVisca in there, and I think he would be a real develop, real good developmental guy, uh, brings a, a huge amount of playmaking ability, was used in a lot of different roles, so isn't quite a, a polished wide receiver, so could use that extra year or so to, to really uh, leverage OBJ and Landry and, and develop his route running, so he's a guy I would consider in this spot as well. Yeah, um, I like Winfield. I actually kind of disagree with you. Like, I don't view him as a free safety. I uh, I think of him more as a strong safety, honestly. I Like, he's versatile. I think he's an interchangeable type guy, but he's not a type that I would want to just put back there as a single high guy and just have him roam the back end. I think that he's um, – I think he's actually more of a playmaker when he gets closer to the ball. Just when I've studied him, I really like his instincts. Uh, he does have a lot of tackling issues. Like he has a lot of whiffs on uh, film, and he does have the the injury history, which might cause him to actually drop on draft weekend. I could see him being a guy that drops that everybody's shocked by. Um, but I do like him, and he is a playmaker. He has really good instincts. 
Um, he can cover. I think there's some, like, tightness to him. He's not quite as fluid and loose to some of these guys, but I think he is a talented playmaker. I agree with that. Um, the receivers, I'll just say, like, Rager reminds – like, I don't think he's a very good route runner. And there's – honestly, there's aspects of his game that remind me of, like, a lesser Corey Coleman. Like, I just don't think he's quite as explosive as Corey Coleman, like, with the long speed. And the route running leaves a lot to be desired. Um, I just don't – I don't really like him that much. With Chenault, not, not a polished route runner at all, and that's a really big turnoff for me. He reminds me of Cordero Patterson. Uh, not a not a Higgins guy. Uh, he has like build up speed, but he's not really explosive or quick. Um, true. With Jeremy Chin is intriguing to me. Um, he has a history. Like he used to be a corner. Uh, I think Joe Woods would be. I think he'll be intrigued by him. He's a really good athlete. I think he's a 99th percentile spark athlete. So I think that's going to have their attention. I could see them being really into Jeremy Chin. Um, I do like Hamler as a, as a speed guy, as a deep threat, but I don't know if I would take him at this value. And then I think the other guy that catches my eye, um, well, I'll just touch on Duggar really quick. I think with Duggar, like, I'm not sure the level of competition is a question mark with him. He just really like dominated the level of competition. And I think it's hard to really judge if he's, I think it's a projection also his coverage ability. And then I think Matt Abike, I think we have to consider him for the interior defensive line need that you alluded to, Jake, um, and also the fact that this is not a very good interior defensive line class um, on the whole, I would say, and he looks like one of the names that really stands out in the group. So those are the guys that really like, you know, I mentioned some guys that don't really have my attention, but also some that do. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I stand on where the board looks right now. Yeah, I think this is an interesting spot because there are some teams that I think might be hungry for a wide receiver in this tier group. And it's like, to me, I wouldn't be opposed to moving back a few spots here and maybe collecting an extra four or five or six, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I say we entertain that and, and see what we can come up with. Talk to you guys about Bet Online. I know it's a tough time. I've talked to you guys about this before. There's no real sports in sight. We don't know if we're going to get any the rest of the year. So if you're a gambling person, you better get creative about how you go about gambling. There are still a wide variety of things out there that you can bet on in terms of events. Um, there's the online casino and blackjack that they have over at betonline.ag. If you're looking to get involved there, it's open 24 hours a day, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into the props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on shows like Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, even stock prices, or even get crazier, and you can bet on the weather. If you're into trying to make a buck off gambling, it's a tough time, but there are other ventures through betonline.ag that can make that available for you. And they're even giving out a 100% welcome bonus. They're going to match that deposit um, using the promo code BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. -E. That's BLUEWIRE using betonline.ag, your online waging experts. So, okay, we, we talked about it. We offered so many trades, my fingers started to go numb. But we found a partner. We moved back a good way. Um, I think that these deals on the Draft Network, look, I respect your work, the Draft Network, but you got to work on this trade algorithm because some things are going sideways. Teams are going to move up, and they're going to logically give up a third-round pick. We moved back big time. We moved back to pick 58. When we did get back Minnesota's third-round pick, and we can do some things with three third-round picks. We, we, we still think at 58, this is like the very end of the second-round threshold that we like. So we pulled the trigger on it. So we will see where they, they, they sort of set this board at the time. Um, 
the Vikings moved up for a corner, so we're going to keep simming here uh, all the way to our pick. So we'll go a couple picks before. So we're – okay, we're at pick 52. The Rams are on the board at pick 52. Is there anybody here, like Curtis Weaver, Michael Pittman, that you really, really like that you would want to say, hey, I really want to make sure we get that guy and we can maybe swing something? Or you just want to run it through to, to our pick? I like Pittman a lot. I'm a big fan of him. I like him as a big slot guy that can also play X. Uh, I love his routes for a big, big athlete. I think he's much better athlete than people give him credit for. Um, and also has fantastic hands. So I'm a big fan of him. I've targeted him in pretty much all of these mocks that I've done. Do yeah, you, Brandon, you, you start for him? As far as that, that is, <laughs> that is the question. Um, because the Eagles are needing a wide receiver. I don't think they – Well, did they take one in round one? That's what we let's need check, to know. Let's let's check it. Philly took – they, they did. did. They took See? Jerry Judy. They so took they're, Jerry they're Judy. Done. So they did not – they don't need one. They don't um, need one. Are there t- any teams in front oh, of us? Oh, there's a I lot think the of Texans, – the Texans are going to be wide receiver hungry at pick 57. There's no doubt about that. I also that. didn't Higgins realize how far – I didn't realize yeah, I how far we were down. Also, I thought that was the only available players. But this this list still looks very similar to what we were looking at at forty one. So I'm happy with what's on the it board does. right now. It does. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna sure. stay here. We're gonna stay, just stay here. Let's just run it. Just stay. We're pick gatherers, not pick givers. So we're gonna resume this thing. Duggar goes, and we're up with. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Some That's interesting selections that just happened. The two that I was wow. most well, interested in, so, probably. <laughs> Let's make a choice, man. Um, this gets fun, right? There's there's safeties. Yeah. Chen is still on the board. Um, uh, yep. Justin, is it is it Matabuke? Matabuke? I looked it Matabuke? up, and it is Matabu- Matabuke. I looked it Matabuke. up. So you got the Hawaiian flair, Mike. I like how you say it, though. Um, Ashton Davis is still available. Cal safety that has been um, floated around in this time frame. I'd be more comfortable with him here. Uh, other guys, like I said, are available. Um, Davon Hamilton, Ohio State interior defensive lineman, has moved up significantly on Draft Network's big board. He's uh, the 60th ranked player still there. Curtis Weaver, Boise State edge there. Michael Pittman is still there. Uh, Notre Dame's Julian Aquara is still there. Uh, Uche is still there. We got Isaiah Wilson as a tackle. Troutman tight end is still there. Bryce Hall, the corner. We've got options, fellas. I like where we're sitting. I like we're this only, a lot. We're, we're, we're pick 74. Uh, is still not too far off. So we can we can look at – I'm going to put my vote out there, and then I'm going to let you two dig deep. I'm into Chen at this spot. I think the value is really good, and I think it's a position of need. And I do think um, there is a defensive tackle I still have my eye on uh, that if, if it gets to the point yeah, – let me see if he's still – Who playing. is it? Uh, I'm going to show you. I really hmm. like Jordan Elliott. I really like him. I do too. I like him a Highest lot, pass rushing think... grade in the country last year, PFF. Yeah. Yeah, that's even worth this pick if you ask me. So um, I'm just saying I do like Chen, though, for the value in this defense, like you mentioned, um, and, and the athlete that he is that will really catch their eye. So that's my vote, but I am I am not the decision maker in this, this whole thing. There's three of us here for a reason. You guys talk about it. Mike, go first. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't studied Chen extensively, so I don't really – I don't really have a great feel for him, but I do know obviously his athletic profile is off the charts, as Brendan alluded to earlier. I would not be opposed to going safety here. We were we were in the market for a safety when we were at forty what forty one. So, mm-hmm. um, and again, this board looks almost identical to what it looked like when we were all the way back there. So, 
going going chin now makes sense. Um, I think if there's let me ask you guys this: Is there another safety on the board besides Chin that you guys would have your eye on? Because we, you know, we pick again in what, like, fourteen picks. So, is there anybody else that you would say, okay, if we give up Chin, we can go get this guy, and we feel equally the same about him? I mean, Davis so, and Burgess are that tier below, but Brendan, you you dig deep on those guys. Yeah, my take on it is um, just doing quite a few of these mocks over the past few weeks. I really try to target. I try to come out, out of it with two safeties, just given the Browns, the way the roster looks right now. Sendejo uh, and Joseph are both on one-year deals. Both those guys are guys that probably aren't going to play a 1,000 snaps, either of them, you know, with Joseph's injury history. And then also, obviously, Redwine was a rookie last year. He's talented, but still, they need a lot of that position for the long term. So I would really like to come out of this draft with two safeties, and I would be comfortable with someone like Chin here and then maybe taking – Burgess with with the extra third or Kayvon Wallace or even Geno Stone later I know Geno Stone has a really good um yeah very good analytical profile I know data scientists for PFF love that guy and they think that he should be much higher in the class than he's projected right now um he's projected to be like a fourth or fifth round guy I think he should probably be a day two guy for sure yeah, I think the athletic testing stuff was a little flawed. For him. I think he's a better football player. I just think yeah, I'm with you guys. Your, the analytic profile and his film, he just moves well, moves better than what I think that the, that the combine showed. So, listen, I, I'm into Geno Stone at some point. I don't know what that point is. Uh, they have him ranked 145th as uh, their big board. I, I, I have him higher than that significantly. Um, but yeah. I'm into Chin here. Do we do we like it? I mean, if you want to pound the table for someone that you really want, guys, then, then feel free to it, do it. It would be up. between Chin and Matabuke for me. How how, um, how much do we love Matabuke, and what is the drop-off between him and, say, I mean, like we talked about, it, it, it picked 90 potentially being able to still get Jordan Elliott or, or something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, I think yeah, – um, I mean – Jake, I, I had talked to you back in like December about Matabuke as, as one of my guys. I mean, I would yeah. love to have him, but at the same point in time, again, given where the board is and how it's ranked now, I would feel good passing on him per se and walking away with Jordan Elliott later or even Hamilton later um, in favor of the safety. I think we go Chen here. Feel good about yeah. it? Yeah, I yeah, feel you can good play corner, good corner profiles of safety, can do all that fun stuff back there, bring him along. Uh, w- yep, let's bring him in. I like that pick, moving back for him. Um, let's pause it right. Pick 70, Dolphins. So, gone from the board. Ashton Davis is gone. So, the next corner there, the next safety that we were kind of talking about, gone a, l- a little run on defensive ends with Curtis Weaver going to pick after us and Aquara going after that. Uh, first tight end, I think, off the board is Colmet. And uh, so starting the third round, Yang goes to, to the Bengals, which is a good pick for them at that spot. Ashton Davis, Josh uh, Uche there goes for, uh, to, the, to the Lions. Troutman goes the pick before Miami. So we're pick 70. We're four picks away from ours on the board still. Michael Pittman's still on the board. Um, you're obviously going to have, uh, I believe, unless I'm missing something, Elliott is still on the board at safety. Burgess is still on the board and um, wide receiver guys that we're interested in. Brian Edwards is still on the board, South Carolina. Van Jefferson from Florida. K.J. Hill. Pittman is still the prize at that position right now. So I think it's um, a huge drop-off. I do think after Pittman it is a, is a big drop-off. I'm with you. Some guys later, like Tyler Johnson, are interesting to me, or uh, 
you know, Devin DuVernay is interesting to me too, but I, I don't like them here. So I don't want to move up. I still think I'm fine. And we play it out just, just a few picks away. You guys okay with that? Yep. All right. Brendan, you cool with that? I didn't, I didn't want to cut you off if you want to move up. <laughs> I, just, I wish that I knew if any of these teams already took a wide receiver, I would feel more comfortable if I knew. Move but. down a little bit. What I mean is I'm worried about the Dolphins, Chargers, Cardinals, or Jags taking a wide receiver. Like, if they didn't already take a wide receiver, then they'll take one here. But well, let's uh, check them. Let's go to uh, – let's see if we can do this by team. Probably can't. We'll just scroll through. What is Miami taking? I know they took Epinesa there. They took Ruiz, which is a smart pick for them. Delpit, which is interesting, at 18 all the way down. They might not course. need they, one, though. They still yeah. – I think they – you know, who did they – they resigned uh, – What's his name? Uh, Louisville product. Who was his yeah. name? They resigned. DeAndre, uh, Devontae Parker. Parker. Yeah. Didn't, didn't the Cardinals just net somebody too in a trade? Right. They got uh, yeah a decent wide receiver there. Yeah. Yeah. True. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I worry think about Pittman, I worry about the Jags. The Jags have taken a wide receiver a bunch of times in these. This is true. But, have they taken one day? I know they took two. Uh, have they taken one at any point? They took regular. So they no, did. Okay. They, they, I think we're good. I think we're good. Agreed. So let's, Agreed. let's run it. Um, we're going to resume it. Dancer, Bryce Hawker. All right, we're up. So now the debate becomes the sixth. So the highest ranked player on there on the draft networks board here is Raquan Davis from Alabama. Then the second highest is Davon Hamilton from Ohio state. And then the highest by far wide receiver left on the board still is Michael Pittman, USC. And then if you're looking at, um, an edge, Darrell Taylor, Tennessee is available. Linebacker, because we do need that at linebacker. Akeem Davis guy, they're still there from uh, Appalachian State. And um, then we get into Jordan Elliott territory there at the 90th ranked player on the board. So, uh, Brendan, you hit leadoff, man. Who do you really want here, considering that our next pick is is not in the next 15 or, or so picks? I think we got pick 105 from Minnesota, something like that. It's, yeah. in, it's, it's, it's still – a good ways off. Yeah, I'm most comfortable with Pittman. I think I think it's important also. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people project like slot types to the Browns. I think it's important for people to realize, for one, Jarvis Landry is primarily a slot receiver when they're in 11 personnel. So the player that they take needs to either have versatility to play inside or outside or, or to be primarily an outside guy. I think Pittman fits that. Also, there are going to be – they're going to be a heavy 12 personnel team. We all know that. So when you're in 12 personnel, what, what are you two wide receivers? They're typically like outside guys, you know, mm -hmm. just think mm -hmm. about it. Like they're both on the outside because you've got two tight ends on the field. So this wide receiver that they take for the long term of the team needs to be a guy that can play outside and win outside. I think as we get further down this draft board, it's going to be a lot more guys that are just pigeonholed as slot guys like KJ Hill, um, Devin Duvernay seems more like a slot guy. I think as you keep going down, the athleticism drops off and the guys are more pigeonholed into specific roles. And I think that adding a guy like Pittman with the versatility, ability to win outside, uh, especially with OBJ and Landry, both, they might not be back. For, like, who knows what their rehab and all that stuff. But I think for the long term, you need that wide receiver. He's the best on the board. I would definitely take him here. Okay. Right. Yeah. Brendan, you and I talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, the importance of wide receiver. And I think, you know, you sort of sold me the, on the idea of, of definitely investing in the position. Um, I like Pittman. 
I also like later on Colin Johnson, but I think the, the, the delta between the two is pretty vast. So um, <clears throat> I also like a couple of the other later uh, interior defensive linemen. And I think by the time we get around to our next pick, they may be around. So I'm down to take Pittman. I, I like the idea of taking a wide receiver early in this class um, and just letting him develop for, you know, for the future. So I'm down for that. Like, I think Michael Pittman's the best player on the board. I don't think that I can argue that. I, I certainly think that. Uh, whether they want to go that route or if they if they decided that they really don't think that the guy that they love – like, I think they're going to take who they love, obviously. We love Jordan Elliott is what's left on this defensive tackle grouping. I'm not sure he will be there at our next pick. So that's worth considering. But in this situation – I would probably go Elliott, but I could also be, as as people are in a draft room, talked into the best player available for the right reasons, and I'm, I'm okay with Pittman here. So I say we take Pittman. Cool with that? Yep, absolutely. Okay. All yeah, right, so we're going to draft, and then we will see what is there when we get to our pick. Because I'm not moving up. Ah, I just don't I don't want to move up. Right. We're picking 97. Elliott is gone at pick 83, by the way. Who was gone at 83? Uh, Elliott. Elliot is off the oh, board. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so names of interest, Willie Gay, a linebacker, Mississippi State, is of interest to the Rams at 84. Jordan Elliott is gone at pick 83. Um, Damon Hamilton goes to the Bucks at 76. Uh, we are Ben Barch, St. John tackle there goes 90. Uh, interesting. Okay, so Browns met with Jalen Hurts. He's available. So, you know, that's interesting. Um, but it, here's where my mind goes. I really like Logan Wilson, and I think they need a linebacker, and I think he's he plays fast. He is a production that meets testing guy, and uh, I'm very interested in him here. I know a lot of people like Troy Dye as well, and there's some others like uh, Joe Batchy that people really like as well. Uh, Davion Taylor. They, yeah. Davion Taylor's Taylor is a really good athlete, one. good cover skills. Like that, yes. He intrigues me a lot a little bit later on. Absolutely. Yes. Interior defensive line guys that are left is Laurel Murchison from NC State. Uh, Likai Fotu from Utah, and I'm just looking at some guys that have stood out to me. McTelvin, I think it's is it pronounced a Agam or Agam? I'm, I don't know. Totally no, sure, Brendan, you tell us. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. People, people <laughs> have liked him. So if we look at the big board rankings for players that are still available, um, Shadik Charles uh, from LSU is of interest. So we're not going to pay attention to quarterbacks. I don't think they take one. Um, Eno Benjamin, Brian Edwards, South Carolina, Kamon Wallace, a safety from Clemson, Logan Wilson, ends the top 100 there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm interested in what you guys think. We have pick 97, then we pick again 105, then we pick again, pick 115. So we got to run here. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've taken an offensive tackle we feel good about, a safety we feel good about, and a, a dynamic which, a receiver there that we feel good about at 74. So, um yeah, let's let's throw throw it open here. You guys tell me what you want to pick. Mike, you go first. Let me see what we got on the board at uh, at safety and, and cornerback real quick. Okay. Okay. Is your safety group? Um, and then let me see the the cornerback group because I know we, we're going to want to come out of here with a nickel, mm-hmm. and I don't know how how early we want to prioritize that, but I could be talked into Meek Robertson. I really like him in that nickel spot. I think he's versatile as well. He could probably play a strong safety. Um, really liked his film, but at the same point in time, I, there was a big run on an in, in interior defensive line that I didn't expect. So I think we're, we sort of shot ourselves in the foot per se. I think a lot of these guys now are, I mean, 
just developmental at best and or, you know, very one-dimensional. So, I mean, there's edge, too. I'm, we need, you certainly need an edge yeah. in Cleveland at some point, too. So. And, I, and I love Alex Highsmith. He's a guy I, I really like. Um, but I don't know, Brendan, what, what are you thinking about at this position right now? Um, I think, let's, let me see the whole list. Um, mm -hmm. I think if we're looking at who's got the most depth available at the position, it's linebacker guys that we like. It, we like it does look that way. Yeah. Batches is a good football player. Marcus Bailey, good player injury issues, obviously, but another good yeah. football player. Davion Taylor, obviously good football player too. I think edge has a couple guys like Willikus and Highsmith. I'm intrigued by either. I would like to probably come out of this with either one of those two. Um, that would be a priority, but we do have three picks coming up here. So we don't yeah. necessarily have to take that guy right here. It could be at 105. It could be at, you know, the following one, but I'd like well, to. Well, the guy that I think it's snatched up quick is Amik Robertson. I think he's going to yeah, I, I mean, I think you guys know that I, I'm very, you know, I lean toward coverage. Like I think just coverage is just so important. You need a lot of good cover players. You can't have any one like you can't have one player that's a black hole in coverage because they're just going to get picked on and picked on and picked on. I think the Browns need to keep adding cover players. Um, I'm with you guys. I think Amik Robertson just he profiles as a guy that's going to be able to give them quality play at, at nickel pretty quickly. It would allow, um, you know, it allows Johnson to compete with Greedy Williams uh, or play outside and also inside. It just gives them a lot more versatility, depth, flexibility. So, yeah, I'm on board with that if you guys are confident that he's the best on the board at this point. Yeah, I'm, f yeah. I'm fine with it, especially considering how quickly we come up again here for three straight. So yep. um, I think he makes sense here, and he fills a definite need for the future, so we'll take him. Nice. Coming up to – oh, there goes a couple. So, guys, we're the next defensive interior lineman, uh, Murchison, is gone and Logan Wilson goes 103 to the Eagles and we're up again. So um, top players still available. Uh, still the two quarterbacks are sitting there and kind of the same names that would be interested. Troy Dye is in, in, an interesting uh, sort of name. There's three edge players, probably four edge players. I, I think we kind of narrow it down to edge here personally. I think that there's some good football players here, whether it's, um, you know, Highsmith or Willikies. I, I, I like Kenny Willikie a lot. I think he's a good player, man. Yeah. Um, production's off the charts. Um, I don't know. I mean, we can look at we can look at safety again. Some of the same names are yeah, still I there. Think Linebacker, I, there's some names isn't, that are still there. So with with our picks, um, is there like a huge? Is it does it go from 115 all the way to 187? Is that what it is? I know that. Eventually, there's this huge drop where we're not going to have a pick for a long time. I believe so. I think after 115 would be the pick from the Texans, and we, that's where the drop-off happens. Right? Am I wrong about that? Yeah, that's – Yeah, that's I think pick. so. I think that's it. I wish it would show us all of our picks, but we don't get to see them, so I don't exactly know. So third – wait, so can we see the my picks again just for a second? Of course. So, for a second, third, 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 and this is fourth. Yeah, so we have our th our last third round pick would be one fifteen. Do we? Get, the Browns have a fourth round pick, right? Yeah, and they have yes. a fifth. Yes. So yeah, I think we oh, got yeah, we got a waste. We have three more fun. picks, and then there's a huge drop off. So yeah. we could come out of this with 
three guys we really want to target, set, set our sights on. Yeah. So let's uh, – linebackers of interest and edges of interest to me, both positions they need, but also some of the better players I think that are still available. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think based on the board, edge is the, the lightest, meaning, I mean, a lot of the guys we like are near the top. When we look at linebacker, there's other guys, versatile guys that are further down the depth uh, of the ranking. So I'm not against taking a guy like Willikies or Highsmith here. If you want to call it a, a reach per se, based on the board, you can call it that. But I think if you're looking at filling the need with a talented player, I think both of those guys make sense. And then we could circle back to, you know, a coverage linebacker with pick 115. I'm, I'm certainly fine with that. If you, yeah, I'm just on board. Deciding, yeah. Do we like Highsmith or Willikies more? That's the question. That's the question. That's the question. Well, talk okay. me into Highsmith, who you guys who like him. I think, Mike, you said you really like him. What, what makes him a better player than Willikies, in your opinion? Uh, so I, I have a, a one-dimensional opinion on this just because I haven't really dove into to Kenny that much. Uh, but Alex reminds me of Max Crosby a lot last year and just a super explosive, dynamic athlete with good production, uh, kind of falling into the third round. But I think he's going to have the ability to come in and he just is going to produce – I think he showed some versatility in his pass rush moves. He's got a spin. He's got the the, the club swim. He's got a, a bunch of different moves that he can utilize to get free and get to the, the quarterback. So he's a guy I like, but I haven't looked at Kenny. So I'll kick it back over to Brendan and to you to to wrap about that. Yeah, I just I just know that uh, Willick is like like Jake said, really productive player, high motor. Um, I think he had a good pass rush grade as well um but i've been intrigued by heismith as well for all the reasons all the reasons you said um i've just kind of been targeting them in all these mocks that i do and it's really it's just either or um you know if one goes i take the other if the other one goes i take so what do you think jake i mean does willicus has an injury history right doesn't even acl or am i wrong on that I thought oh, I know he had, right now. he had some injury that, that that popped off at some point. I was wondering which one of the two has sort of a clean injury history, because um, I, I I I thought I read something about Willicus or, or whatever you pronounce that last name. I, I I think I I thought I had read something about that. That would obviously make a difference here in the in a tight tight one. I mean, I'm fine with Highsmith. I, I I'm I'm certainly fine with him if he's if he's been healthy. Yeah, I mean, an obvious question with Highsmith is level of competition. You know, he played at Charlotte. That that's always going right. to be a question. Um, yeah, I'm looking for the injury right now to see who had what. Um, Willicus. I mean, he played 757 snaps this past year, 787 the year before, and 599 the year before that. Um, so his freshman year, he only played four snaps, so that might have been. He's a, a little older guy. too, right? He had redshirt yeah, year, so he comes in senior. at 24. Oh, he's older? Yeah, I think he comes in at 24, which is of, of particular interest especially. Um, what, what is Highsmith's age here draft or his date of birth is he'll, he'll turn in the year, so 97 to, to 17. Is 20. Turn. He'll turn 23, right? Yeah, so he'll yeah, turn 23. A little both a little older. So who comes in and who's ready to play? Do you, do you guys feel like Highsmith can come in right away and play and be a rotational piece that, that is impactful? Or do you think Willikis comes in and Willikis or whatever comes in and, and is more impactful? I vote – I personally, I vote 
but Wilkie's. That's that's just me. But I like I said, if if you want to pound the table here for Highsmith, I'll take him. I mean, he can be he can so be here's, your guy. So here, here's my here's my bid for Highsmith, and that is he's got a lot of the traits that you want. He's just lacking a little bit of the bulk. And if we're being realistic about the situation that we're living in right now, there may not be a 2020 season. So if you can give him a couple of years to fill out, if you will, or a year and a half to fill out, he may be, I don't know, that's just a long-term play with that mm -hmm. or long-term argument for him. Whereas I don't, again, I don't know about uh, Kenny, so I'll defer to Brendan on that, but my vote is for, for Alex here. So I've got to break the tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, he's right. You think about it. If, if in that situation we, we miss football this year, which is very feasible, um, you know, you're looking at him playing his rookie year at 25. So mm -hmm. that's a pretty good point. Um, that may be a detractor for both of them, to be honest, at this point in this position. Sure. If they're both going to be that at that age, we may want to consider something else. But I don't want to ruin the momentum we have. Yeah. I know a nigh is just not the type of athlete that I think we're all interested in. Um, Your can pick you click man. on Willicus. Just click on him. Let's just see what he's going to well, be. Twenty-three. Also, look like they come into the same age. I don't know where I was seeing that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So he's the same age. Um. Um, nice job by me. I'm going to vote for Willikus. I, I like guys. I just think that he's going to have a long, productive career. Um, this might not be a player that necessarily is ever a starter, but I like the idea of just adding a solid guy that's going to be a rotational depth piece for a long time. Kind of like a Carl Nassib type guy, I think. Just the effort, the hustle. I mean, mm -hmm. Carl Nassib, he's a good player, not great player, but like he just got paid 24 million from the Raiders. You know, he's on a second contract now. So that's kind of how I see him. All right. That settles it. I think we put our opinions out there. I like that we split it and let's make it. All right. Pick 115. If we review our picks so far, we just picked in round three, Amik Robertson and Kenny Willikies, right? Um, or Willikis or whatever you say. It's a fantastic last name. Just try to learn these a little bit. Um, yeah, let's look at what's available. There is uh, only one player inside the top 100, which is Jake Fromm from Georgia. Um, Troy Dye is the first D, you know, player available of interest, a linebacker at 103, Oregon product. Um, Aloe Gilman is there from Notre Dame in safety. And then a couple, uh, three straight edges, our, our guy Alex Heisman is still there. Tight end Thaddeus Moss is still there. Um, and we'll just kind of go from there and let, let's see what we think. I mean, we, we certainly know we want um, a, a, a linebacker at some point. Um, so we'll, we'll see what's, what's here and what aligns. We need an interior defensive lineman player at some point too. Um, so, yeah, talk to me, guys. What are you thinking here? Um, I'm, I'm thinking two guys that I'm I would target here would be Davion Taylor and Geno Stone. We glossed over both those guys a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. um, I know after these next two picks, there's going to be a huge drop-off until the sixth round. There's like – I think there's over 50 picks between the Browns' fifth-round pick and the sixth-round pick. So, um, if if we decide as a collective to target like 
a couple guys or maybe it's different players that you guys really love, but I think we need to like kind of set our sights on a couple of positions or players specifically that we want to come out of these next two picks with, because from there it's unlikely that any of our guys we really like that are left are going to be there in the sixth and seventh round. Good point. Yeah. All right. I agree. Mike. I think, I think looking at what's, what's available on our needs, I should say, you know, we're, we need linebacker and we definitely need to look at interior defensive line. So I think those are the two stacks that I would take a look at first. Um, and again, I don't know how, how good I feel about the, uh, the interior defensive line at this point. So. Yeah, that um, of those names, that is the position I'm more inclined to wait till round six or seven. I get that it is a need yeah. and I'm a hundred percent on board with that, but Sometimes you just can't force it if you don't love any right. of the names and you yep. got to just take the talent that fits for the long term. Um, you know, there'll be another draft in a year and there's, and if the Browns were to take like a defensive lineman late or miss out on one, you know, you invite all the top undrafted free agent defensive tackles and say, Hey, you're going to have a com- chance to compete to rotate in and be a fixture for us. You know, you're going to have a chance um, so that's always an option. You know, it doesn't just end yep. with round seven. There's yep. other opportunities to address that long-term. Yeah, I'm with it. I mean, um, th- those two positions make the most sense. I, 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 I really like Geno Stone uh, quite a bit. Um, I mean, I, I certainly know that they need, they need a linebacker. Um, the guy I, I really liked has, has been selected, but I'm open to discussion on – uh, three that I think are interesting are Batchy, Bailey, and, and Taylor um, that I think are worth discussing. And uh, but but they they gotta they gotta get a linebacker at some point in these in these the next three picks before they hit the long haul. So maybe even two. I could be talking to the two. Depends on what they do leading up to this. If they go out and get somebody, or maybe they they intend to play the long game and sign somebody late summer like they did with uh, um, what's his name Hendricks. Yeah. Kendricks, yes, good, thank you. Um, yeah, cool. so let, I mean, let's talk. Who, who who do you think is four pound on the table? I mean, I certainly think Davion Taylor's an interesting prospect. He's young. He's only going to be twenty two, I think, twenty three maybe. Um, but he's got. And he's rel- he's relatively yeah. raw. Yeah, yeah. Super athletic, but but relatively raw. New to the position. His profile favors coverage. New to football. Am I wrong about new, that? New to I football. Mean, yes, I'm coverage. pretty sure. Yeah, and. I think that's what they need to prioritize at linebacker right now, given the bodies on the roster, the way that they played in coverage last year, like the addition of Goodson. I mean, they're going to have at least, they're going to have to have at least some linebackers that can cover. What do we know about Batchy? Anybody like him? Have you studied him? Anybody? I, well, I know. I mean, I've heard a lot about him because I, he, he's from Berea mid park and I coach, okay. like I coach with coaches that coached against him. So he was a big deal coming out of high school. Um, he he got suspended the back half of last year for uh, steroids, so mm. that's really encouraging. But um, he's he's a plugger. I mean, he's a he's like the prototypical Mike linebacker. I don't know if he's m- going to be much of a cover guy, but I know he had a lot of tackles and you know the typical production. But I don't know if he's really what we're necessarily looking for. Yeah, I saw I saw him at the combine too. I wasn't impressed with how he moved. I didn't think he was was very quick or agile. I didn't think he was good side to side. So I mean, that's just my perception based mm-hmm. on what I saw there. 
And, yeah. and I mean, Bailey's, yeah. yeah, two major knee injuries. I mean, he's a good – the video just came out today or yesterday, right, of him moving through bags and mm-hmm. moving well. But it's like, you know, you're still spending a premium pick here on, on that player. It's, uh, it's certainly tough to, to feel comfortable taking a guy without really getting a, a ton of time to look at the knees. And, and, uh, but I, I, I'm saying this in general. I think Bailey slides. He might he, – he didn't get drafted. I wouldn't be surprised. So, mm-hmm. um do you I'm guys have any Dave. thoughts on do you guys have any thoughts on Troy Dye? Um I know that like Evan Weaver just seems like more of a super productive um you know again like a thumper like a two down type guy seems uh, to me. Um as far as Dye, I've seen him a little bit. He's a really looks like a athletic player. Um not sure about like the instincts and things like that, but um, yeah, that kind of al- what I just said kind of aligns with what that said about the processing. But sure. wondered what you guys think of him. I've seen yeah, some I know. clips where he's just really confused, and I'm, I'm and, and and doesn't read things the way he needs to read things. But but he's athletic enough to make up for some things at that level. How that pans out in the NFL, I'm not sure. Um, he's an upside guy that I think you can mold, and, and I certainly think he fits sort of the the competition at the weak side for for Mac Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't love him. Do 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 I love him? No, I, I I don't I don't know. And this is where I think if you guys are really into Taylor, I can be talked into him. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on being the guy making the decision here. I do think it's a linebacker, just a matter of which one we like the most. Do we have a date of birth on Taylor? Yeah, ninety eight is a uh, eighty five, ninety eight. So yeah, still. Okay. You know, we'll turn what twenty two. So. Young. And I think he just started playing football too. So, I mean, he's, I think he didn't play football until college, if I'm not mistaken. So, his, Hmm. I'm impressed with his ability to do what he's done this quickly. But obviously, that puts into question, you know, his experience. Um, I I love him as a coverage linebacker. It seems that that's what we're, that's what we're trying to get here is a a guy who's going to, you know, going to be able to cover. So, um, yeah, I just looked at his grades, and his coverage grade was very, very poor. I didn't realize that. I hadn't looked him up. I hadn't looked him up on PFF. You know, looked up his grades previously, and I wanted. I wondered what it said, and his grades were kind of scary, honestly, yeah. like in the fifties. And you really don't want to see that for a guy that's get, coming into the NFL. Um, right. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's what the tool's all about. I mean, he's a he's a high end athlete. He's a nine RAS score guy. He's a four four nine which is impressive. He broad jumps over 10 feet. He's 35 yeah. vertical. Um, not, not a good size guy. Just barely over six foot and 225. So on the lower side yeah. of those things, but guys grades are much better. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, I, 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 I'm again, I, I, I'm fine with die. I, I just don't, I don't love him, but if, if you're mm-hmm. looking for someone who can compete um, at the weak side and be an athlete there, I certainly think he makes some sense. I'm not in love with him as a prospect, but I do think he can, you know, he can do some of those things that are vital to the position. Yeah. And plus it's round four. You know, I, I remember at times where he was talked, he was talked about as like a round two or round three type guy. So getting him in round four. Yeah. I, I definitely see the athletic ability and it looks like he's been consistent throughout his career. He's played 3,307 snaps in his career. You know, that's a mm-hmm. lot of snaps in four years. Um, consistent grades. 
you know, PFF grades, coverage grades in the high 70s, two of the four years in the 70s every year. So I think I think I lean toward that now that I've seen I had seen some of the Davion Taylor hype from some, you know, people that I trust. And I'm not saying he's not the guy, but I think die just makes more sense at this at this value. I think we go die. It probably if you're I mean, you're trusting what, what his production has been against I mean, the Pac-12 is not the best conference in the country, but it's it's a power five, and mm-hmm. I think it makes sense. I think you're 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 doing a little less projection than you are with Taylor, with a guy who's still I think Dye's still pretty young too, right? Well, no, he's a little older. Uh, he will actually turn 24, so he is a he is an older, older prospect. Yeah, but I it doesn't think, scare me. I think that's okay. You know, it's round four. Yeah. Right. Okay, let's run it with die. I'm fine with that. So now we wait. We got a pretty long process until we're up again. Oh, that so that was the pick before the big drop. Gino yep. Stone is gone. Yeah, that was the big. Okay. Yeah. Some of the guys I was still interested in have uh, been swept up. Can we go to our picks real quick? Take a look at what we have so far. All right. It looks good when you look at it like that. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah, it does. It sure does. Okay, right. so now we uh, we have two picks left. Um, now we're looking at just guys that have some projection. Um, yep. And oh, you see somebody you you really like? Hollered out. We'll look at positions of need still. Um, I always thought Josh Kelly was an interesting zone running type yeah. running back. I don't know how I like him. set I, – I like him a lot in terms of guys. Mm-hmm. That, I don't know if they're set to really want a guy there, but uh, he's interesting. Um, none of these tight ends do much for me. Uh, no, not at all. Um, we can look at interior O-line, see if there's anyone that does anything for you there. There's one guy that I've been talking about a lot is uh, Gage Cervenka from Clemson. He's played, he's played center. He's played guard. He kept the quarterback clean. I think the, I don't think he let a sack up the entire season or some crazy stat like that. Uh, he set the school record for for bench press. And I know that doesn't translate on the field, but he's a strong guy. Um, he's, he's a wrestler, four-time state champion wrestler. So he's just got good grappling skills, and you watch him on tape, he's the same way. But I don't know if we're interested in round six and a guy like that, but he is versatile. What does grades look like, Brendan? You're pulling, I'm sure you're pulling that up, and I was just curious. Yeah, I was just curious what it looks like. Um, just a second. And then He was I mean, the right guard, right guard for Clemson. Yeah. Um, yep. Pass block grade sixty five, so it's not it's not like fantastic. It's not, you know, it's it's round six. I mean, right. <laughs> it's tough. I I would I would tend to say that just based on the grades, we could probably do better at this point. But you know, that's not the whole picture. There's always context. Right. So there's two guys here in cornerback group that have my eye: Navelle Clark and Reggie Robinson the second. 
Uh, I like both of those guys a lot. I think they have got some good upside. Um, I, I don't know how you guys feel about them, but yeah. I well, think people I think talking Reggie, about Reggie Reggie Robinson a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, go back to the whole thing here. I mean, Tyree Cleveland's very fast, but we'll need a wide receiver at this point. Kind of be pushing it. Do you guys have any thoughts on Barry from Nebraska or Bernard from Utah? I do not. I'm going to rely on on you guys for some of these later picks. Mm-hmm. It's been a been a little wild for me so i'm not i'm not a oh let's uh how about we look at safeties sure jordan fuller's interesting to an extent um Mm -hmm. none of the other names totally stick out to me i don't know if you guys seen i mean juju hughes is a guy that you and i both kind of like mike you sent me some film with him he's an interesting player Um, i like him what, Feels like a guy who will be around later too. Obviously, he's kind of down on their board. Right. Some good movement yeah, I, skills, though. I might be inclined to look at what's the interior defensive line group look like right now too. I don't know if anyone stands out to you guys. I, I don't. No one. No one's a big standout guy to me. I've and always liked that, Robert Landers a lot. I mean, I've always just been a huge fan of him. Like. That's an Ohio State bias, kind of, because I've always watched Ohio State play. But he's made plays for the past three years for Ohio State. Like he's he's been like dominant at at times, especially even even two years ago. I remember. It's off the ball fat, and I'm not saying that because yeah. it's there. But I, I penetrator. Do he's a penetrator. He's not very big, um, but but he 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 has a find a way. He's a, a gap wiggle guy that can get through it, and, and uh, a play gets made and. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't be opposed to him here. I mean, you're looking at guys that could, that could potentially be into your roster guys at this point. I mean, he's right. still, he'll late in the year if they play this year, will turn 24. Um, I can be talking you know, to that. Another guy who I think they've got really low on their board that I like, and I've had him in my draft recently too, is Broderick Washington. He's a, he he tested really well. He's going to be way down there. I think he's right there um yeah he, he tested really well though and i know uh lance Zierling really likes what what he saw from them so i mean again he based on their board he probably looks like a dude that's going to come in and might be a priority free agent or a seventh round pick but uh, i watched a little bit of his tape and he's got some he's got some juice i dig it um any of – I mean, I don't know. I, I'm going to put this pick in your guys' lap. I, I, I personally think Reggie Roberts, Robinson, from some of the things I've seen, is very intriguing value-wise at this point. Um, but I can be talked into anybody that you guys are interested in. So, so here's, here, here's, my, here's my pitch on Reggie Robinson, right? He ran a 4-4, and, and that was in question uh, going into the combine. We weren't really sure how fast he was. He ran a 4-4, 20, 22 reps on bench, 36 vertical. 132 broad, uh, 7.093 cone. So a pretty good athlete uh, at six foot one, 205. Uh, I mean, I think he's got a potential to be versatile. Again, he's not just going to be a, a one position guy. So I would, I wouldn't be opposed to taking him here. And then I think it's a three, back. it's a, th- it's a three DB draft for us. Uh, whether that was two safeties or two corners, I can be talked into. 
to anybody. I mean, if he's got good size and he's strong, and can he can he tackle? That's what four. do his grades look like, Brendan? Do you do you do you yeah, but, but chance to look that up? A lot of people mock Levante Taylor gets some attention. Seems like he fell off the face of the earth in Florida State. They're not like not like fantastic grades, but they're solid. You know, good grades for a sixth round pick, I would say. So. If you guys want to go that direction, I'm open to it. Let's do it. We'll take it. I like. I mean, I think they need to to stockpile cover players and, and hit on yeah. some of them. So, um, sure. all right, I'll edit this up a little bit and tighten it up. But um, we'll probably we'll probably leave your your pitch there, Mike, about who he is as a player, and we'll run with it. All right, so we're going to take Reggie Robinson um, in the sixth. Make it a three. DB draft, which is okay, because there's still a lot of mystery about where that group is going. And we will look at, in my opinion, if Landers is still there in the seventh round, I'm very intrigued at that point. We'll see if he's still there. He might end up getting swiped before we get there. Andy's for, uh, for interest's sake, uh, Lance Zierling's comp for Broderick Washington is Andrew Billings. That's fascinating. Wow. Well, let's let's have that discussion again. I mean, at this point, I would probably. I mean, let's see what's out there. Um, if there's anybody that jumps to a lot of wide receivers. You just yeah, go down a little bit. Yeah, sure. Jordan Fuller still there is, you know, that catches my eye. But I've never thought he's like a, not like a great player. He was a sure. solid college player. And I all, I mean, again, I love I love the work that these guys do, and that's the draft network, but I also you know, it's also hard to scout all these different players. Um, so oh, I mean, I'm not I'm not so sure how tight the back end of their draft order is. I mean, um, I just wouldn't be surprised if if guys like, you know, that we're talking about that we like are are gone already or are a lot higher up on NFL teams boards, but mm-hmm. this year is gonna be different. Well, these picks kind of go to, uh, you know, people in the room who have a, a feeling about a player. If you like, you know, Mike, if, you, if you're if you into Washington, I mean, that's your pick. I mean, let's run it. Yeah, is he the guy you like the most of all those players? I mean, he, he's the one guy that out of the group of defensive tackles here, I like him a lot, yeah. But, again, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pound the table for him, but there's some guy that, that you guys want in a different position, but we haven't taken an, you know, an interior defensive lineman yet. So yeah, I think he's kind of I mean, worth it if we want to prioritize him before free agency, get him in the, get him in the, the clubhouse and then go from there. Right. It sounds like a guy that we would be targeting and prior as a priority undrafted free agents. So we might as well just take him in the seventh round. I'm on board with it. Yep. Me too. I mean, especially if you're getting a comp of a guy that we expect to be, contributing player to this defensive line this year so i'm in we're gonna take him and our draft is complete so we took andrew thomas at 10 we traded out of 51 or sorry excuse me 41 and we moved back um with minnesota Let's see if we can get to my picks here and we uh jumped back to 58 got jeremy chen the safety we expect to be a big player over time a very athletic football player at 74 uh we we liked uh Michael Pittman, I think he's going to be a good good wide receiver. I think he's gone before 74, but, you know, in this situation, he was there. And we like him. And then we take Meek Robertson uh, as a sort of a, an inside player. We think he could be a nice nickel, and they need that player 
um, to push Kevin Johnson, and they got a young guy to develop there. Uh, and then you're starting to look at guys that you can just develop. You know, Kenny Willekes is, is a guy that we think could be a rotational edge. Troy Dye, I think, could be a competing player at will. Take a shot on a couple guys here at the end, Reggie Robinson from Tulsa, and then Broderick Washington, Texas Tech. Look, we we obviously probably would have loved to have gotten an interior defensive line player earlier. We, it didn't work out. I mean, when pick 97 came around, Jordan Elliott, right, was gone at that point. And, um, yeah. you know, we're not going to stretch out for guys that we don't love and, uh, and, and force picks. And this is what they're going to do, the Browns board will do as well. They'll, they'll find um, positions they need, but they're not going to reach for positions at all. You know, I could see them coming out of this draft with two linebackers if they love two guys. I could see them just taking one and playing the long game and trying to get a veteran later on as the season approaches or whenever the season approaches. So, um, but this is fun. This is good. We came out with it, uh, I think, with a good group of guys that could contribute both right away and over the long haul of rookie contracts. So I feel good. And uh, any closing statements, fellas, about how you feel about this draft? Brendan, you go first. Yeah, I feel good about it. Um, I think we got – like you said, I think four or five guys that you hope can compete and contribute early on in a in a smaller sample size, maybe even five players, you know, if you're just being or, – or six players, I should say. Um, those first six, you hope, hey, come in and compete, maybe earn a spot, uh, surprise us if an injury happens, you know, step on the field. Um, I like it. You know, it looks good right now with, with the names. You know, maybe in three years it looks horrible. Maybe we look like geniuses in three years. That's the thing with the draft. You just never know. So much of this always comes down to, you know, the coaching and the development and and all those other things that we're not always privy to as far as the character of the players. But I feel good about this um, just on paper. Yeah, I think as we kind of hashed out the needs and the, the talent of these guys, I think we, we landed in, in good places for the team. We addressed a lot of the needs that, that we have. I think we've got guys that have a, a lot of good potential uh, and so, yeah, I think, I think this worked out really well. And I just enjoy the process of going back and forth with you guys and, and kind of simulating what it would be like to be in the draft room and guys have different, you know, ideas of players they like and all that good stuff. So that's what makes this uh, so much fun for me. But yeah, we did a great job. I like this drafts. Yeah, this is good. I think that there were um, some opportunities for guys that you like and they get taken because that's what happens. Teams, <laughs> smart teams are out there other than, Cleveland so right so some you're gonna have to watch guys go and that's so the, I felt like this is one of the first drafts where I said oh that guy's gone that guy's gone didn't expect him to be gone and that happens on draft day so I find that fun this is good and then we will get this uh we'll get this posted here over the coming days we're recording this on Sunday night god it's late we're staying up real late east time Mike out there in Hawaii it's like dinner time we're cutting off his dinner but uh no this this is fun we'll, we'll We'll get this up on the Browns Film Breakdown YouTube channel. Um, this, uh, if you're listening to this audio, obviously it's on the on the Browns Film Breakdown podcast. And and give us your feedback. You know, if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, shout at us in the in the comments. And if you if you're listening to this on the podcast, give us some feedback to the Twitter handle too. We're always open to to going deeper into why we think a player fits more uh, or less, or why we passed on this guy. Should we not have those discussions? Are fun. So. Um, again, fellas, Brendan, thank you. Mike, thank you for joining me, man, staying up late to do this. I appreciate it, fellas. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Yeah, guys, thank you very much. Take it easy. All right. Thanks, fellas. Thanks uh, for listening. We'll be back later this week with another podcast. 
um you can you can obviously find those on the apple spotify all that good stuff and uh um, we're probably trying to do one more of these before the draft i think it's pretty fun and we'll get a clearer picture if the browns sign any more free agents heading into that time. so until then sign it out go browns sugar ray leonard roberto duran marvelous marvin Hagler, and thomas hearns Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.